When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. <laughs> The podcast that needs a cranial rectumectotomy because <laughs> it has its head so far up its own ass. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that one, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And, and today, today, we're going to talk about penis pe- problems. Penis problems. The lighthearted, fun topic of penis problems. I have one of those, and sometimes it has problems. Yep. I have one of those <laughs> and some of those. <laughs> Um, but first, but first, oh, and we're gonna have Davey Wavy on. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since he's been on. Yeah, I'm not sure who broke up with who, but we're back together. Yeah, <laughs> reunited. Um, yeah, but first, but first. Um, f- so we do have a hundred words this week. It's okay. from Jacob Rossitano, and um, I'm gonna read the whole thing. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, I finally figured out my next hundred words. Anyway, I will limit what I put before the hundred words this time solely for Kyle, and it is exactly one hundred words. It begins after the colon. Colon. <laughs> uh, there is now a Gayish Podcast wiki page. Ooh. Go to gayish-podcast.fandom.com. Uh, there you will find the beginning of the new wiki with a list of every episode, episode quick facts, and more. I need your help to build this out as there are 374 episodes that need to be cataloged. Mm-hmm. Anyone is able to make edits and add pages. There's a to-do list on the main page of some things I need. I noted need to be added. If you have any questions or want a specific way to help, you can reach out to me on Discord. Jacob. That's so awesome. That's yeah. so exciting. It is super exciting. It's also weird because, like, I don't know. Like, I've used fandom sites before for, like, Star Trek or whatever. And mm-hmm. so I keep having, like, we're not important enough for this. But, <laughs> but, here, but here we go. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, if you have 100 words and want to use my whole, send them. Yep. In, um, as long as you're at the right level of Patreon. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Um, and, okay, feedback and corrections. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, as Kyle mentioned up at the top, we got an email from a listener named Nick. Uh, Dear Mike, in this week's episode, you made the bold claim, you make the bold claim that masculine men who seek trans women on Grinder are just gay men with internalized homophobia seeking out the most feminine thing with a dick. If trans women are women, then why even make this argument? Either it's gay to fuck a trans woman or it's not. Pick a side and stick to it. It seems you would benefit from a cranial rectum, rectumectomy, cranial rectumectomy, a special procedure where you firmly grasp both ears and pull your head out of your ass. I don't uh, think I pronounced that right. Hugs and kisses, Nick. My response to Nick was, I sent this an email, but I'll read it. Hey, Nick, thanks for the feedback. I'll consult my doctor immediately. <laughs> I may not have articulated it clearly, but my intent certainly wasn't to say that sex with trans women is anything other than straight sex. It is, by definition, and I haven't picked a different side. As someone that hooks up with trans dudes on occasion and finds it no threat whatsoever to my identity as a gay man, I practice what I preach here. What I was trying to talk about, again perhaps unsuccessfully, is that the phenomenon of a straight or bi man seeking heterosex on, a, on an app for gay men is interesting to me. It seems likely to me that a non-zero number of those men are totally not gay bro, but are on grinder. And whether that's to cruise for chicks or not, something is going on for that person, and I'm willing to bet internalized homophobia plays a role. I know those are women, but does he? Hmm. Mike. Hmm. That's all. Nice. 
Do you have a, well said. a response to the response? Um, no, I <laughs> support you wherever your head is. Great. Excellent. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of wish I could get it up there. You know what I mean? Bend hard enough and maybe you'll do enough yoga. And Yeah. I mean, like blowing yourself is the goal of yoga. Oh, yeah, of course. But how about rimming yourself? It's like the <laughs> next level. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I know what I'm searching for later tonight. Um, and now the news. <laughs> Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. News the first. Okay. We have to talk about this Oklahoma thing and, and next Benedict. Mm-hmm. Um, so in case you didn't hear earlier in the month in Owasso, that's a town in Oklahoma, uh, a non-binary student named Nex Benedict, uh, was bullied in a, they had a confrontation in a school restroom where they got in a fight with three older girls on February 7th and then later died on February 8th after being transported to a hospital following a medical emergency at home. Now, first, the, the cause of death has not been determined yet, although um, at least one police uh, department spokesperson said that it was not due to the trauma of the altercation in the restroom. So the implication there is that it was either self-harm or um, some other medical issue. Hmm. Presumably self-harm, though, at least that's what everybody, I mean, that's the formula, right? That's what, that's what, um, that's what happens. Kids get bullied and then, and then that's their, their way out or whatever. But then of course, Owasso public schools, um, has been trying to navigate this just absolutely rancid environment for, for trans and non-binary kids and the fucked up bullshit that is Oklahoma state law in regards to, uh, trans and non-binary people. Then the state's superintendent of public instruction, who is a dickbag fuckface asshole named Ryan Walters, felt the need to come out with a statement to the New York Times saying, quote, there's not multiple genders, there's two, that's how God created us. So, like, that's the head of all of the schools of Oklahoma. Yikes. Um, so, Maybe because it's an election year, I don't know, but both sides, of course, are spinning their narrative about what happened here, and I feel like they are kind of losing sight of the fact that this was a 16-year-old child Mm -hmm. who is now dead, so let's um, maybe elevate the rhetoric a little bit, or try to. Mm -hmm. Um, There are vigils and so forth going on in in the state, and uh, a lot of people are hurting, understandably. Um, the right, of course, is making a bunch of memes and, and trying to, um, defend things. In fact, there was a, a story going around that apparently Nex had thrown something at the girls and that's what had like, um, escalated the confrontation. I don't see how that's a justification for murder, but whatever. Yeah. Um, is it murder if like a whole thing goes down and then, and then they take their own life the next day? I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean probably should be but who knows the whole thing just sucks yeah this is a really hard one it was really hard to hear and the bullying clearly played a role in whatever happened you know and it it was a hard it was hard to hear yeah 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 
we'll keep watching this story and see what happens. It feels like it's escalating though. Like yeah. there's a there's a snowball that has started, not in a hot way. That, not in a hot way. That we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it leads. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I think because there, this is the product of so many anti-trans legisla- legislations, sure, um, laws that this is kind of the culminating, like this incident that everyone is now pointing to, to be like, look, this is the product of what happens when you speak so much hate that I put the blame on both the bullies and also the politicians that have fueled this fire. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, um, uh, Nicole Poindexter, who's an associate regional uh, campaign director of the state's HRC, uh, said, quote, we told them this would happen. We told them that if they continued this rhetoric of hate, this rhetoric of division, then it would result in body bags. And I'm devastated to tell you we were right. Yeah. Um, Anyway, okay. All right. Fuck. Um, news the second? Yeah. Great. News the second. So so this Supreme Court thing also just has me in a foul mood, Kyle. But uh, Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito, one of the court's most conservative members last week, let it, know, let it be known that uh, he wishes that homophobia was acceptable legally. Huh. So... That's a gross oversimplification, but basically the Missouri Department of Corrections had this case where they were selecting jury members for a trial. And in it, uh, because because it was a discrimination case and the person in question was a lesbian, they the attorneys asked the jurors if they, quote, went to a conservative Christian church or have been taught that homosexuality is a sin. Two of the jurors said, yeah, I think it's a sin. Uh, although both of them did say that they support equal rights for all, but the lawyer then moved to remove them from the trial. Yeah. And uh, they were taken off of, out of the jury. Great. Um, so the, the uh, Missouri Court of Appeals said, yes, that was fine. It went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And so the Supreme Court decided not to hear the case, letting the appeals court decision stand but Alito couldn't help but opine about this whole situation and say, quote, the court below reasoned that a person who still holds traditional religious views on questions of sexual morality is presumptively unfit to serve on a jury case in a, in a, uh, on a jury in a case involving a party who is a lesbian. That holding exemplifies the danger that I anticipated in Obergefell v. Hodges, namely that Americans who do not hide their adherence to traditional religious beliefs about homosexual content will be labeled as bigots and treated as such by the government. Go ahead. Okay, let's not pretend like getting removed from a jury is like this big violation of your... Like, this is not you being treated poorly or being thrown in jail or like you were removed from a jury case like you'll be fine you'll move on from that i'm sure those people will recover from being removed from that jury yeah yeah and uh absolutely and isn't the corollary to that then that like anybody who says i'm a christian you have to put them on your jury because jesus yeah right yeah um the it's it's because if you have a bias against one of the defendants going into a trial you shouldn't be able to be on that 
trial, you should have a neutral come in with neutral opinions. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense to me. That's pretty logical. Well, apparently there are, there's at least one Supreme Court justice, and I guarantee he's not the only one, <laughs> who feels that that is somehow religious discrimination. Yeah. Um, and They uh, really try to make things religious discrimination. They really try hard to get religiously discriminated against. They, they, they want it so bad. They want so bad that their belief that they're discriminated against to be true, yep. that they really do some big reach arounds. Yeah. Hot. Uh, the... Freedom of religion is in the First Amendment of the Constitution. Absolutely true. And for the longest time, the idea was freedom freedom of religion means freedom from religion. Yeah. Right? Like, it just has to. Mm-hmm. It just has to. Otherwise, like, what... The whole thing is built on checks and balances. There is no check and balance against Jesus. So <laughs> keep him out of yeah. our government. Yeah. God fucking fuckers, Kyle. Uh, news the last. This is this is good news, I think. So, uh, after years of exclusion, Staten Island is going to allow LGBTQ people to march in the St. Patrick's Day parade. Oh, um, not just people. Sorry, people like that. Well, I'll talk about the stickbag fuckface assholes um, opinion. So, so they've, they've been excluded from the annual St. Patrick's Day parade for, for like decades. Um, but then there was a change in their rules in 2014 that allowed queer organizations to march in the parade. Um, but uh, basically one person, dickbag fuckface asshole, uh, Larry Cummings is his name. He's the main organizer. Um, he's decided to continue that ban. Hmm. Apparently, he somehow has the authority to do that, despite the rules changed. He told a uh, the Irish Voice, which is a New York-based newspaper, in 2018 that, quote, the parade is not a political or sexual identification parade. Gays can march, but not under a banner. Hmm. Like, I'm okay with you in theory, as long as I don't have to see you. Yeah, I exactly. It's, it's the yeah. idea. Um, but... Uh, but anyway, th- this year this year it has changed. Uh, queer organizations will be allowed to organize um, a float or a, you know a banner and march together uh, in Staten Island's St. Patrick's Day Parade. That's awesome! Celebrating your right to be a drunk and gay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I also think it's interesting that like Staten Island is New York. Yeah. Like a place that you would expect this not to be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And yet it is. So. That's wild. Yeah. That's the news. That's the news. Speaking of wild people that we love, I want to thank the following. People I'm going to get drunk with. Yeah. And wear green. (laughs) I want to thank the following new Patreon members. Hoosier in captivity. What? Mm. Do you need help? Hoosier in captivity? (laughs) Blink twice if you need (laughs) bail money. Yep. (laughs) Um, And Kyle. (gasps) Is it you? I don't think so. I don't think I support us. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you want ad-free episodes a day early, if you want to use Mike's hole, if you want uh, to be able to vote in episode idea polls that we post, then go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Do it. All right. You want to talk about penis problems? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, first, okay, we're going to, we're going to, somebody who's seen a lot of penises, Mm -hmm. Davey Wavy is going to join us to, to weigh in. In part because he has a new film coming out with Himeros uh, this week that involves erectile dysfunction as being part of the plot of the of the scene. Yeah, uh, which will be great. 
and great to see him again and hang out because we're friends or whatever. Because we're best friends. What a weird world we live in. <laughs> but yeah, we, I mean, should we talk about like what the, I kind of wanted to call it cock conundrums, Kyle. I know that we like <laughs> went through went in our production meeting. We talked about like different things we could name this episode. I proposed dick dilemmas. Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. It's, it's cute. Although that brings to mind like, do I want to or not want to fuck? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> to fuck or not to fuck? That is the question. Although I guess conundrum does too. Yeah. Like like you're solving a riddle or something. <laughs> don't, don't solve riddles with your dick. I mean, well, unless that's the only way to get past the past the riddle. Yeah. Is dick dickly. Yeah. Okay. The things that I want to talk about in this episode, and I'm sure that we will get to it, is number one, it's okay you don't have to have a boner all the time mm. and a court like a, a, a knock on to that is the expectation that if you're having sex with somebody that they need to have a boner the whole time you need to stop that mm. don't like it's it's that doesn't mean they're not having a good time it doesn't mean that they're not into it settle down yeah and then lastly not lastly but also includedly <laughs> i want to talk about like what are the all the different ways that like penises can have problems and yeah. and what do you do about them if possible? Yeah. It's such a sensitive topics that the you're not supposed to really talk about that yeah. I think it's useful to kind of I feel like that's part of what we do. That's part of what Davy Wavy does is just like lay it all out there. Put it all out there. Put it on the table and and just go for it. So, yeah, it'll be interesting talking about penis problems, the the topic that you shall not speak its name. Yeah. So we're going to take a break. Yep. And when we get back, we're going to have Davey Wavy with us to talk about penis problems. Yeah. It's going to be two in a row, Kyle. Feel good episodes. <laughs> we have a knack for putting out these feel good topics. Do uh, you want to take a break and see if your dick works? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> we're here with Davey Wavy. We're here with Davey Wavy. Welcome back to the show, Davey Wavy. It's so good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't know why we got you for penis problems, but here we are. <laughs> you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what have you been up to? It's been a, a couple of years now, I, I think, since you've been on the show. How are things at Hemeros and how are things in your life? Yeah, Life is good. I'm living full time in Rhode Island in my little cabin. I don't know if folks can. It's a podcast. So I guess they can't. They can't yeah. see the aesthetic. It's cute no. though. It's very yeah. cute. It, they should it is that. very cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, and post pandemic filming with Himeros. I mean, we've been able to get back like into our rhythm. We just did a project in Costa Rica, mm. um, exploring the elements. So like earth, wind, water, fire. So doing porn scenes inspired by, you know the transformational power of fire or the just in time for the uh, the live action avatar the last airbender on netflix <laughs> totally <laughs> totally yeah. yeah was that part of your scheduling planning process well as yeah our tent pulling we're like let's yeah. do this yeah <laughs> we actually are filming though an erotic version of um kind of inspired by the white lotus if you guys have seen that and and our timing with that is it is probably going to come out just as the third season of white lotus drops so okay wow. it can hurt it can't hurt. You have a Jennifer Coolidge for this effort, like <laughs> yeah, I think it's me. <laughs> I think <that's> me. <laughs> These gays. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I loved her her um her Golden Globes acceptance speech when she thanked all of the evil gays yeah. for the award. <laughs> like, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um. Well, awesome. Um. We, we so okay. When we talk about penis problems, the first one I think of is is um is ED. And I'm gonna, but I'm calling an audible here because when we were when we were getting on the call here and starting the recording, uh, I had mentioned that I had the top ten causes of erectile dysfunction, and then you correctly uh, uh, sort of batted back that like the even the phrase ED is sort of problematic. So I yeah. kind of want to start there. Can we? Yeah. It, so it's interesting because that's a term that is basic. Like it's not a real medical. Like this is a term that's created by the pharmaceutical industry. Um, a lot of the sex coaches that we work with, when we do our film shoots, we have coaches on set and they often reframe it as erectile disappointment mm-hmm. that like <laughs> boners come and go, right? Like, like this is a reality to sex, to life. Um, and really what we're talking about is a disconnect between the way our penis is performing and what our expectations of how that penis should perform. Now, smartly mm-hmm. when pharmaceutical you know, companies were playing around with different formulas and they found this, um, you know, what, what's in Cialis and, and, and Viagra, like the active ingredient there, that it increases blood flow. They discovered, oh, it also helps with erections. And so now it can solve this problem that we're creating. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not really a thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess you do have to sort of convince people that there's a problem so that you can solve it if you have a product that does that. So, right. And like, by the way, here, spend hundreds of dollars <laughs> to like, yeah, to solve a problem that doesn't exist. It's marketing. Yeah. So erectile yeah. disappointment is, is usually how it's, it's framed, but it, it, yeah, but erectile dysfunction is the term that I guess resonates with more people or like, Oh yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, it resonates enough that like we even abbreviate it, right? Like if you say ED people that like, they know what that means too. So it's like, it's clearly worked whatever this, like (laughs) this, this marketing scheme is, is totally, totally working for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So top 10 causes of, of, of erectile disappointment, then (laughs) there are a bunch of physical conditions that can lead to having having difficulty achieving or maintaining an erection like heart disease and being a man of a certain age, like I'm starting to starting to worry about my arteries. Oh, <laughs> um, is that a new thing that you started to worry about? I mean, not, not worry, worry, but like, I don't know. I definitely in my mid forties now I can tell that like shit's starting to go downhill. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it takes longer to recover. And, um, it's like, I, I don't know, like boners come and go, but they come and go less frequently now. <laughs> can can I make a prediction of what's not going to be on that list? But I think probably should be is yeah. that let's see, is all this like actual, is it like medical stuff or is any of it psychological? There's also psychological. There's okay. a, there's, so there's um physical conditions and then like behavioral stuff and then uh, psychological. Okay, because so. I because I suspect something that might not be on there, but which feels very true, I think, in, in, in my experience, is that often when we're having sex, we find it really difficult to communicate about what we want, right? Mm. And expect our partners to like read our mind and know what it is that we want, because we don't want to be vulnerable, put ourselves out there. And then we're upset that when what we get in turn is not what... <laughs> 
we're not asking for, right? And yeah. and then don't get aroused because of it, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely like expectation versus reality. I, I think you're 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 spot on, and a lot of that is is fed, I think, by like the porn that people consume. Like they just assume that like this is going to this this we're going to be rock hard the whole time and <laughs> instant instantly be able to just start with anal like immediately and um we're both going to come at approximately the same time and so then when that doesn't happen it's kind of distracting and and can get you off course okay so then as so uh, literally my job is a porn producer right so you guys consume porn presumably yeah a whole what bunch would, how do you think the boners in porn are maintained like what would your guess be i would guess with medication medication um like, like viagra or something fluffers is a thing that uh-huh. you know get joked about anyway um but presumably are like real and um i don't know if you'd put this under the medication category but i know that like i know a gogo boy told me about like injecting stuff in in into his dick to like just force an erection regardless of what's happening upstream. Yeah. And that's, that's, so it's called Trimex. Like the, I think there's now Bimex, which is like a, maybe a less like intense version of Trimex. But I don't think most people realize that the boners in porn are achieved through injections. And Mm. it literally is a syringe injected Mm. into your dick. Mm. And you get directly like right into your dick, right into like the veins of the dick. And it gives you a boner for four hours. So regardless of if it's like, okay, cut, repeat, we need you to do that position again. Now this is like mainstream porn, like men.com stuff, Sean Cody stuff. Um, Like it's almost a requirement at the end. They'll have the models like pose for pictures that they can do for marketing. And like they expect an erection Mm -hmm. and all of that. And so as a consumer, you're watching this scene that's achieved through this like really intense like medical (laughs) practically procedure, right? Like injecting this into your dick. And then you're like, oh, when I have sex, my dick doesn't behave that way. Mm. I'm disappointed in myself or or, my dick isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Like rat hole a little bit. Uh, I, do do they self-administer? Like, it seems like a medical procedure that you could kind of fuck up maybe. Yeah. and, And I've actually seen like models like doing it to each other and they're like, like someone wants to try it for the first time. And I mean, they're like, really like it's an intense like Mm. process. Is this Um, just like a thing that goes unstated that everyone does, but no one really talks about? Like, is it? Yeah. I think some studios even like provide it actually. Oh and Yeah. Uh, When we started filming, I was really like, wanted to get soft penises in the like porn that we were filming because that's also like part of that's part of life that's part of sex it's good to normalize that um and initially we did get some of that and um two things happen like one the models kind of intellectually get the importance of having soft penises in porn but they don't want to be the one with the soft penis in the porn like they're <laughs> like this is not my battle to like champion mm-hmm. um and when we post those scenes the comments from the audience are, oh, look, these guys weren't into each other. Like this guy didn't even get hard. And you want to be like, okay, but like, haven't you in life had sex with someone that you think is super hot and are super into and you don't get hard sometimes because you're so into that person. Yeah. Well, or or like 
yeah, like super into them, but also like I've, I've definitely hooked up with somebody like so hot that I thought I didn't deserve to be there. And that's a yeah. boner killer, right? Mm. Like, yeah. So did, what did you do? What happened? Um, sort of pivot to like, um, well, first like sheepish apology, which I like, that's, that's about shame, right? right to to right. just be like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This isn't working for me. It's not you. And then you feel dumb. Cause that's, of course, that's what you're supposed to say. It's not you. It's me, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then like try to pivot to like, what is working? Okay. His penis is working. So I'll go down on him or I'll bottom or whatever and try to get over that initial like shame of my, my business isn't working properly, which I shouldn't even feel shame about in the first place. But I think, but of course you do. Cause like everything we consume, all the porn we consume is like, I mean, it's just the expectations we have. Like it's super normal. It's, it's very hard in a situation like that to get out of your head Mm -hmm. and just like enjoy. I had a similar experience um, with, I had hooked up with this model and I won't say his name to protect the innocent, but he's like <laughs> among the most beautiful men on earth. Right. I would say like top 15 or 20 most beautiful men like on this planet. Yeah. And I had been fantasizing about that experience for literally years. Yeah. And we were finally, it was happening and my, like the sex was happening. My, my boner was not. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, similarly, I, yeah, I'm like apologizing and you find yourself saying like, oh, this doesn't usually happen. <laughs> like, yeah. And he didn't really seem to care, but I'm like, does he not, does he think I'm not into him? Does he think I'm impotent? Yeah. I never got out of my head. So like, good for you for finding like ways to make it work. Yeah. Fortunately, I was bottoming. And so I don't think he even cared. That I was, that I was off. <laughs> but that is the nice thing about being gay is bottoming is always an option, which straight guys don't have. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're strap on, so I guess you can. Yeah, but it is nice that there are a couple different options that you have. This is also a thing that like all tops should bottom just to like sort of understand what's going on because I think for the longest time I didn't realize that being bottoming and being soft is absolutely just a thing that some people experience like maintaining an erection while bottoming is like difficult for a lot of people to do and right. definitely not indicative of like how much they're enjoying themselves right right yeah getting fucked can be like a spiritual experience right <laughs> like i don't need i'm not going to be maintaining a boner while i'm seeing like the face of god taking some like nine inch dick <laughs> like you know like and 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 loving it the whole time but just it's not going to express itself through a boner yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, back to my list. Yeah. Uh, so heart heart disease, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, generally like issues with your cardiovascular system. It takes a lot of work for your body to make an erection happen. And any of those sort of like systemic things, like the thing that pumps the blood needs to be healthy to pump the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then uh, diabetes, uh, uncontrolled blood sugar levels can damage nerves and blood vessels and lead to difficulty um, maintaining an erection um obesity unfortunately excess weight can contribute to various health issues including um uh, ed and um just as a quick aside i don't think that penis size is a problem and losing weight can make your dick bigger just so everybody (laughs) that's a whole separate episode yeah (laughs) what do you you mean it makes it appear bigger 
not like like your fat pad your like your shaft starts go like getting covered up by your fat pad it's not like your oh. dick grows out with your belly your belly right. kind of eats it up mm. and so like, it's like yeah. uh, one one thing that i read was like up to an inch for every 20 pounds wow depending but at on a how certain you... point you don't it, there's like diminishing returns with that well that's true yeah yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> I, I weigh Eventually, five pounds, and my my dick is fifteen inches there, long. Yeah, but there, yeah, there there are some there are some dudes that like look like Skeletor, and they have a massive dick yeah. because like that's yeah. the only thing that has all any these twinks like, with these huge dicks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, okay, uh, now some behavioral things. So uh, trauma or injury, you can you can mm. hurt your dick, and that can lead to uh, issues with. Um, erections and um, also your anything in your spinal cord like there are a lot of spinal injuries that can 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 lead to issues Um, then uh, there are neurological conditions um, things like Parkinson's disease multiple sclerosis there are these again systemic uh, health issues that that um, can have uh, ED as, as one of the things okay now to the behavioral stuff smoking Tobacco use harms your blood vessels and it can affect your ability to get hard. Um, drinking uh, mm-hmm. is is another big one. It is a central nervous system depressant and um, that's not that's not what you need when you're trying to get yeah. a, a, a boner. Whiskey dick. Whiskey dick is for sure a real thing. Um, you wouldn't know about, you don't drink, Davey Baby. Is this why? I've never had alcohol, but I have done drugs like marijuana. And similarly, when I'm stoned, I don't get hard as easily. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you not? Do you guys not? Do you get stoned? I, I do. And I, I've experienced the opposite. That oh. like, um, for whatever reason, when I'm marijuana, like makes everything like way more intense for me. And like... To the point that I kind of don't like to be high around strangers in case. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he gets so turned on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody's different. Everybody is different for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, low testosterone, that can that can um, lead to ED issues. And in fact, if you go into your doctor and you say like, hey, I'm having problems with erections, it's likely to be one of the very first things that they'll test, right? Um. Uh, there are a bunch of medications, including antidepressants, that can affect uh, erections, um, and that's problematic because depression can also affect yeah. <laughs> erections. So being depressed can make you not be able to get a boner, and then the pills that help your depression also can make it so that you can't get a boner. Or um, uh, another kind of penis problem, uh, ejaculating. It can be uh, delayed. Uh, ejaculation is a huge uh, byproduct of some uh, antidepressants for you, for you guys, how does like anxiety or stress affect your, like for affect your boner? Like it, it, not stress isn't like, Oh, I have a exam tomorrow. More like, um, Oh, I'm in a sauna. Right. And this, it's like this high, this intense moment. There's some other guy, like he's maybe making eyes at me, but we're in a public place. Mm-hmm. Does that in any way impact your ability to get hard? Kyle. Yes. I mean, yeah, whenever I start to, I often like get into my head about things and, and stress is one of the causes of that, the impetus of impotence. 
I definitely for <laughs> impotence. Despite having some like voyeuristic tendencies, I it, whatever the opposite of exhibitionist is, like I don't want people to mm. watch me or yeah, look at okay. me. So the anxiety of that actually, I think, would would prevent me from getting an erection. Just the idea of like there's other people around. I I'm not going to get hard because I I I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, it's always something that's confused me about cruising. Uh, and maybe like the more you do it, cause it's not really as much of a thing as it was. Cause we have grinder and all that, but like to get hard in a public space like that, like hook up with someone, even in a bathhouse, like we went to that, to that, um, sex, yeah. sex hotels yeah. Yeah, in, <laughs> in Palm Springs. Like, I think I would have been hard pressed to, to pop an erection there, but maybe practice makes perfect. I don't know. The, the idea of cruising and like, the risk of getting caught. I know that's exciting for some people, but I think I would be too worried about someone not catching me to be able to like get hard doing that. Yeah. And, yeah. And you're right though. Cause for some people, I think that is what gets them hard and like yeah. actually the intensity of that moment, like the risk, like that can easily be eroticized. Yeah. Not for me. The one that I will end with here that I think can lead to a, a good conversation though is Excessive masturbation and masturbatory technique can mm. both lead to issues with erections. And it's that last one that I want to talk about because my doctor, I'm in my 40s. I have boner pills. I sometimes use them. and But I had to have a conversation with my doctor to get there. And uh, he, he said, well, do you use the death grip when you masturbate? I was like, the death grip? Like, that's interesting. He's like, yeah, like a lot of guys like use too much grip strength Correct. on ar around their penis and that can actually like long-term lead to problems hmm. I, I think it would lead more to problems ejaculating because mm. you need like that level of of <laughs> of grip and like there's listen like there's no asshole in the world that's going to be that tight <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right um so i don't know that that would prevent an erection definitely definitely condition you against ejaculation that's an interesting who is this this list put together by? Is like the Mormon Church or something? Right. Don't ask me. <laughs> What's the source on this? <laughs> what is the source on this? <laughs> uh, it's a it's a combination of uh, WebMD and some shit from the Mayo Clinic, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds legitimate. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what, what what do urologists know? <laughs> yeah. I think you got to clear the pipes out every now and then, you know, like it's important to kind of keep, keep the system flowing. Yeah. Well, and, and, um, ejaculating is good for your prostate. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's science, baby. Yeah. <laughs> also like in this list, like there's this like underlying assumption that like having a soft cock is like a bad thing. And there's also ways to pleasure, like even when we're talking about, okay, if you're soft during sex, like you blew his boner. Well, also like a soft penis can also be worthy of pleasure and touch and like things can feel good. Yeah. I mean, none of that is normalized for us and like, but like, yeah, it probably feels good to have like your soft dick sucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it really does. Or, sure. or, or rimmed, which is uh, in the, in the video that we're going to talk about um, that, that you, that you sent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I do think you, you use the word normalized we are definitely normalized by most kinds of porn to think that like come shot or nothing. 
right? right. And like that that's the that's the point or that's the purpose of what what we're there to do when we're having sex. And that's really unfortunate. Like cuz those are those are powerful messages, but they're also like wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's There's gotten the- worse. Oh, you think so? Oh, for sure. Because well, you guys uh, like would remember this that finding porn like 10 or 15 years ago, it would be a full-length scene. Now what studios will do is they'll release all, you know, the first 22 minutes, but the last like two minutes that has the cum shot will be cut out from the end. And so it basically transmits this message. Like the only part that's like worthy of paying for the only part that's interesting is the ejaculation. And so when you kind of are conditioned by that message, it's like, well, that's the part, that's the part that's important. Like that's the part that I desire. And so I think increasingly over the years, um, we further prioritize elevated ejaculation as the goal of sex, which is a fine goal to have in sex, but also your goal could be to connect with this person. Your yeah. goal could be to experience as much pleasure as possible, you know, but it's so it, it becomes like the currency of connection for us. Also, does it, yeah. does it push the message? Does porn push the message that you're supposed to come on somebody instead of in them? Oh my God. Don't you? How fucking pissed would you be if you got <laughs> fucked for 45 minutes and the top pulls out to shoot his load across your ass instead of inside you? I would be like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you got to see that cum shot. Like you got to, that's as the viewer, you want to see it, which is partially the nice thing about amateur porn is because they're just doing what feels good and not trying to focus on what yeah. needs to happen as part of a scene. But yeah. be honest as a porn consumer, would you be pissed if it was an internal cream pie and you didn't see the cum? Hmm. Would you actually prefer the disconnect of him pulling out and coming on the ass so that you can see the cum? Or if he came inside him and you didn't see it, would you be fully satisfied? I like what they do nowadays is they, they come inside him and then they pull out and then you can see like the cum on his ass still. So best of both worlds. Yeah. So then you're like, I don't know why, like we need this validation that there was cum. Like there will (laughs) be cum. cum. But there's often not. And, and the porn that you're seeing is often faked. So with him, Rose, I'm like really telling you guys how the sausage is made. Yeah. We, we, we don't fake cum shots. We did once and, and it was just so preposterous. I was like, okay, we're never doing this, this again. Like if someone comes awesome, if they don't, they don't, that also happens in sex. Um, but especially like an internal cream pie, like it's really hard to get into a headspace where you can come while there's a room full of people and, and, um, if it's an internal cream pie, they'll just perform an ejaculation, like pretend that it happened. They'll take the dick out. They'll inject fake cum into the ass, put his dick back in and pull it out. Sometimes when you see that porn, it look or that cum, it looks really like really, really white. Yeah. And like abundant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably fake. So if you see it coming from the dick itself, like that's harder to fake. Sometimes they'll run a, um, like a tube underneath the dick and someone will be standing behind them and they'll take like a mouthful of fake cum and they'll blow it through the tube to make it look like he's like shooting his load. Wow. There's a skill wow. set I didn't know existed. Yeah. I didn't know that was a, a role on the set. Is yeah. 
dude that blows fake cum through the tube. Are there like yeah. Foley artists too? Like, is that <laughs> not really? His cheeks not actually clapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and to further ruin porn for you, um, like these shoots are not done with two cameras, right? It's a one camera shoot, and so if you see the cum coming out of the dick, and then they cut to his face going like, ah, oh, ah, uh, that was captured separately. They're like, okay, we need to see your cum face. They film that and then through editing, match them together. Huh. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not, I'm not sorry at all. I, and I, do you, do you consume porn then still? Like, has it been totally ruined for you or are you able to sort of compartmentalize? I can comp- compartmentalize. Um, like, but for me, what is more interesting is like the, something that I know is real, like an amateur porn um, or, if I can perceive the connection as being like, I'm like, Oh, well these guys have chemistry. Then I don't really care so much about like the particular things that they do or don't do. Um, like you kind of, I think when you make a lot of porn and just watch like fucking four hours a day, I'm just seeing dicks and asses on my screen. (laughs) You learn to appreciate maybe moment. Like I actually think the kissing is really hot. Like I, the other day came to, to the kissing. Mm -hmm. Um, it was actually, like this this may i might be oversharing but it was i it was two for sure straight guys like Mm. having a scene together and they really got into the kissing Mm -hmm. and Mm. i was i'm like this is it here we go (laughs) do you jerk off to your own porn i can't yeah it's really hard to there's a couple that i have there's been a couple times where we film something and like in the moment i'll get a boner but generally i'm kind of in this producer space and um also like i've dealt with all the models and yes of course they're gorgeous but i also see like when they miss flights and like (laughs) when like this that when i become like their literal mom right and (laughs) and (laughs) so sometimes it's a little bit harder to to eroticize them (laughs) when you really know them (laughs) yeah um i tell you all some gata yeah let's do it Okay, I'm going to tell you Gata from Cognitive Behavioral Erectile Dysfunction Treatment for Gay Men. This is by Trevor A. Hart, Daniel R. Schwartz in the Cognitive and Behavioral Practice Journal, I guess, of, from 2010. So according to one study, about 40% of gay men reported ever having difficulties achieving an erection. Wait, only what? 40% have ever had difficulty? Yep liars they're lying yeah (laughs) maybe yeah i mean that's um compare that to straight men 26 percent ever um reported ever having difficulties achieving an erection yeah even more liars also lying (laughs) so gay men are supposedly more likely to well here are the options it's unclear whether the differences in proportions of gay and heterosexual men reporting ed were due to more accurate reporting among gay men yeah is a possibility differences in recruitment between the studies or actual greater prevalence of the problem yeah yeah it 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 seems impossible to me that it would be actual like differences in in the problem like it like maybe gay men are, are better at talking about boners or um less threatened by the idea of not being able to get one or just they're more more willing to be vulnerable and like answer that question honestly yeah yeah like if someone calls you and is like have you ever had trouble getting a boner 
like <laughs> like first of all i think most people are just going to be like it's, it's self-report right so there's gonna be like oh no 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 not me but i think in general gay men are probably more equipped to like talk about issues around vulnerability not feel threatened right like yeah but there's there could also be i mean you you mentioned some of the issues that gay men face gay men face um more likely to have depression anxiety yeah. you know more challenging health outcomes that could lead to erectile disappointment i think gays smoke more as, smoke as, a, more. as, a, as a as a as a population so there could actually be some differences Okay. We certainly have more sex with more people. Like oh, number so do you think <laughs> that's true? Maybe maybe the straight the, guys aren't lying if they've only had sex like yeah. four times. No, <laughs> right. right. We've had you more instances the, for it to go sideways for us. Okay. It, a couple years ago, we did a shoot in New Mexico, and it was some of our projects will film with kind of like everyday guys versus traditional porn stars. And this was one of those shoots. And when we do that, like the guys are full range of ages. And one of the guys, I think he was in his maybe late fifties, early sixties. Um, and in the scenes that we shot with him, he was really beating himself up about mm. like hit that. He wasn't as hard as he wanted to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the other guys that was on set had done some erotic filming and he had Trimax with him. He had the injection and he was like, do you want to try it? Um, and we weren't there. I wasn't there when this happened. This was like a discussion that they had. And so they made the decision to do it. And so he put on his stainless steel cock ring and then injected himself with Trimex and did his scene and had a rock hard cock. And towards the end of it, we could see like the visible discomfort in his face. Um, And he was a little bit unique. Like his boner would not go away. And it was in the, it was getting like bigger and bigger in this like stainless steel cock ring was like pressing against him. We're like, oh my God, we need to get it off. There's certain things you can do to try to get the boner down. Like take Sudafed is supposed to like flush it out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Pro tip. Um, cold shower, hot shower, what he was trying it all. He's also turned on by pain. So the more it hurt, <gasps> the more he was getting oh. turned on. Oh no. No, this is like this is like a fucking like <laughs> like if it if it wasn't like actual like like it almost sounds like a comedy like right. yeah. like a skit and um so our production assistant had to take him to the hospital mm. he got there and it was the uh, doctor's first night shift <laughs> <laughs> and she tried to use the um saw that they use to cut off wedding rings like if you need to have some like finger issue thing they need to cut it off yeah. but it's made to cut through gold which is a lot softer than the stainless steel so the blade broke <laughs> but her husband was an engineer so she called him and he showed up at the hospital with his toolkit <laughs> and they were able to cut the cock ring off wow yeah he shared the story on our podcast uh, a couple years back and he was like laughing about it he had a really good like like i, I mean it was in it yeah it was also the last day of filming so it was, so that that was also because you don't really bounce back from that yeah but <laughs> see that sounds a little bit now like the beginning of a porn like a, you know plumber shows up with a toolbox so like i heard you got a problem with the boner doc <laughs> yeah like, yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the engineer shows up. So. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That 
that's one of the risks, I guess, that well, you take when injecting stuff into your dick. But it just shows you how much like how much emphasis we put on this this thing, this boner, right? Yeah. That like no one else was looking at his scenes. I mean, they were beautiful scenes and he had great connections. We did a scene with him and another older guy, like where they did it in like memory of the friends that they lost to like HIV and AIDS. Like there was so much to explore that the last thing you're really thinking is like, okay, is this guy hard or not? But he was thinking that like he was holding himself to that, um, to the extent that he took someone else's Trimax for the first time and not knowing how to do it and having his stainless steel cock ring on. So pro tip. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, I've talked a, a lot on the show over the years about like my need for safety and connection to enjoy sex. And part of it is when I'm triggered, when I start to have like a panic attack response, a, a trauma response to sex, um, it, it, it can get into your head of like, oh, my boner is going to start going away. And then like then it's game over. Like once you right. start thinking about yeah, it, and once yeah. you once you're like desperately trying to figure out how to forget that you know that that's happening, like it just gets worse. Right. Yeah. It's like when someone says, "Like when are you going to come? Are you going to come? Are you going to come?" Well, I was like, "Okay, maybe I was, but <laughs> like now I'm not." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think something. So y- your list was interesting, though. Of like, okay, these are the these are the the issues that prevent you from getting hard it's not really exploring so much as like, okay, and these are the things that help. I think talking about your desires, communicating with your partner so that they're doing the things that turn you on is an important piece, but also like being relaxed, like what you're describing. If you get into this like anxiety headspace, um, I think in those moments of like real relaxation, it happens. We've actually seen like on set, um, if like, you know, no one has Viagra or whatever, like I'll grab, you know, the equivalent of like a Tic Tac mm. and be like, oh yeah, I, 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 this is, this is Cialis, <laughs> like Cialis, whatever it is, or Viagra. And yeah. it's a sugar pill, right? Yeah. And you'll eat it. But as soon as you eat it, you're like, okay, well that takes off the anxiety of getting hard. And then yeah. you do get hard like through placebo because yeah. it's, yeah, you believe that it's working. And that's worked? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like it's I mean, actually it pl- just a mental thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the placebo effect works. And what's interesting, too, is it works even if you know it's a placebo. Like, oh, wow. Like there's there's a, a couple of studies out there that say that even if you were to say not this is Cialis, you could say this is Cialis in sugar pill form. And right. like even knowing that taking it would still work. If it was going to work for that person at all, it's going to work. I wonder how much of the effect of Cialis and Viagra is actually placebo. Hmm. Yeah. Because it increases your blood flow, but all over your body. Like it doesn't just do it to your dick. Yeah, so like, it makes is, my is, eyes feel weird. Yeah, okay. So like, is the difference, does it make it like 10% easier to get hard? Like it's not, it doesn't guarantee an erection, right? Like is. It doesn't guarantee an erection. That's for sure. Like you do, you, you still have to be turned on. I saw like all of those movies that are like, yeah, I mixed Viagra into his milkshake as a prank or whatever. And then <laughs> like next, next thing you know is an uncontrollable rock hard boner. That's right. not, that's not how it, that's not how it works like yeah. at all. What do your eyes feel like? Um, <laughs> like uh, there's a like um, I don't know how to describe it. Like like it just feels like they're like deflating or something. I don't. Know. <laughs> 
it's there it changes your blood flow like in like ways that you can feel huh. and some of them are weird like things it also makes my nose stuffy hmm i wonder if that's somehow tied to the sudafed maybe yeah to, like to that's why your... sudafed works because it, yeah, it, it counterbalances up. It, yeah. <laughs> hmm None of us are doctors, everybody. Don't listen yeah. to us. Yeah, like don't it. yeah, don't listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> um did, did you have more more gata co? Um no. No? That was it. Okay. because I, I, I definitely I want to talk about this video. So you you sent us a like a a, a, a what would you call it? An advanced copy of yeah. Uh, yeah. of a video that's coming out on Himros next week. Um and uh just uh, maybe describe it for us. Okay, so it's called What's Wrong uh, With My Dick, and it's Jonah Wheeler and Declan Blake. Uh, this is something we filmed in, in Phoenix. Uh, and they're connecting, you know, they're making out. They start to voice to each other, like, look, like, m- my dick isn't cooperating, like, I'm not getting hard. And what the video basically models for viewers is all the ways that you can have fun where, in fact, like, both guys have a soft dick. Mm-hmm. So... It's kind of like, that's the gimmick for the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kind of explore full body pleasure in a number of ways, including at one point, I think kind of the 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 pinnacle of the film, if you will, is when a double-sided dildo comes out and they start fucking each other with it, like simultaneously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it culminates with, uh, I think Declan's peeing on Jonah at some point. There's some like piss play. Yep. Yeah. And it's just modeling for folks like, hey, you can still have fun. It's not, it's not super important. Here's a way that like these guys worked out. And I would say for them, like, as I mentioned earlier, n- none of the models want to be the person that's like soft on camera, yeah. right? It takes a lot of vulnerability to do that. So I think both of them are really courageous to, to do the scene. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, they were, they were soft and I, I, I at one point i was like but this is so hot how do they stay soft like yeah <laughs> that's what I, I was wondering if the, that was like sudafed was there much of sudafed? yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it wasn't I, I i don't i don't yeah they, they they didn't get hard a lot of times too so in addition to like pills and injections sometimes models will kind of put a little air in the tire they'll call it they'll like step off set often they'll pull up porn on their phone mm. um and just because a lot of us are conditioned to get aroused that way, that's like mm-hmm. how they'll they'll like start the boner and then and then finish with it. For this scene, we just really like kept them kept them in it. It's also mm-hmm. funny though about pulling up your phone to watch porn when you're filming porn. <laughs> that a lot of times, like what they're searching for in their phone, I've kind of like looked over the shoulder a couple times, is like literally the same thing that they're filming. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here you have a beautiful human being in front of you, willing to do whatever you want. Yeah. to make you hard and it's like your phone that you have to default to hmm. that's what inception's really about right is i think so like porn inside of porn inside <laughs> yeah. of porn <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so okay so oh, oh oh yeah the double-headed dildo thing when he yeah. says to him like you're taking so much of it that's when i had this full-on panic i'm like there's no flanged base on that at all like if it disappears oh, you're, right. you're, you're going to the hospital yeah be yeah. careful boys <laughs> we had the ambulance on standby because <laughs> <laughs> that thing's also substantial like that huge. was huge yeah. yeah how long would you say that was i i like 
20 inches. So I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say 16 inches. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say 18. So, uh, like, am I off by saying, eight? no, yeah, it was like a foot and a half long. Yeah. It's still, though. And yeah. at, at one point, it's like, it's pretty much gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Their, their buttholes are real close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you, how do you, communicate this like idea to them like were they open to it do you say like hey we're gonna film something that we don't want you to get hard for <laughs> are you down and how they yeah. respond i think like the the underpin for Himeros is like the content that we film is is authentic and so we want guys that are into each other into the concept um and so we'll do this model survey before the shoot maybe the models aren't quite realizing like <laughs> that these questions are like intensely related to something that we're about to film mm. um but we're doing like a project in april about well a number of different topics but one of the scenes we want a guy to be trying something for the first time like on camera mm. and so mm-hmm. we had a, a prompt like what's something that you've never done but would be really excited to 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 film with and so the guys kind of fill it in also, you know, we do four days of filming. And so a scene like this, what's wrong with my dick is not like a first day scene, right? We mm-hmm. might save that for day three or day four. Um, and so I'm working with a whole team of folks. And by the end of it, we're getting a sense of like where people are at, what their headspace is, what they'd be into, what they might be willing to show up for. And we can ask them. Um, and yeah, both these guys were like, yeah, fuck, I'll do it. This sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. They did seem to genuinely be like really enjoying themselves and yeah. um, so playful and, and um, like a lot of laughing. Like there's not usually a lot of laughing in porn, but like they were, yeah. they were laughing, like having a good time. Yeah. And it's like, when you watch that, it's a challenge, I think as a viewer, cause you're like, oh, this isn't the normal currency of porn that I'm consuming. Like there aren't boners and there's therefore not an ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Like, is this still satisfying to me? Mm-hmm. Right. Can I still how am I consuming porn? Do I just want to jerk off to it? If so, like, can I still jerk off to this? Am I watching it because I want to get, you know, something else? I want to learn something. I want to have a a perspective challenge. Like, I think it's challenging to watch. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's also for me, it's fun. It's more fun to create something like that, that pushes people's boundaries than filming, you know, two like mask for mask dudes fucking each other in a, you know, hotel six. Mm hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, could you jerk off to that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first also super into kissing and like, there's some okay. hot, there's some hot kissing in that, in that, uh, in yeah. that scene. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, absolutely could. You're like, in fact I, would... I did or just, just 15 <laughs> minutes ago <laughs> before we started filming. I probably, I probably wouldn't to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I don't know whether yeah, that's what I'm conditioned or I'm into fucking more. I don't know. Probably yeah. not. It's challenging. It's it's definitely a challenge. Like yeah, we've been consuming the same porn. Like, look, like I I'm 40. The porn that we see today on like Pornhub and a lot of these sites is it's the same formula that I like started jerking off to in the 90s and. Mm-hmm. Like we are all evolving as sexual beings. Our culture is evolving and yet the porn we have is stagnant. Hmm. Um, and to me, it's like, yeah, it scratches an itch and, and maybe there's a space for it. But like also don't we crave our porn to evolve in ways that complement like our own journeys? Maybe hmm. question mark. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the answer is not. 
mm-hmm. but for me, it's yeah, like I need something a little bit more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I did really like the authenticity. I mean, that's what I like about every Pimrose scene that we end up seeing is it does feel like they are being genuine, and like you said, there's normal things like laughter during sex, like that yeah. happens, like yeah, and that's not very common to see in other porn. I, yeah. I love when a model will say, oh, I need a glass of water and we'll keep that in and they'll like reach for water. And it's funny because like, when have you ever seen like a porn where someone hydrates themselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like asks for what they need. Yeah. yeah. And yet like, yeah, like that's something that happens in sex and it's good to also normalize that, right? Like that it doesn't just need to be this, um, like porn is this like steep, 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 steep climb, climax, like, and then it drops off that sex can have ups and downs and, you know, it can build and you can take yeah. a nap for 15 minutes and <laughs> like go back at it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Um, something else that's interesting to normalize is uh, uh, reapplying lube. Like that's a thing that a lot yeah. of videos you don't see at all. It's mm. just like just like magic. Like they lube up once and that's all they need for however long the scene is. Or um, you don't even see it. Like it just slides right in and it's just like yeah. magic penis. Yeah. Magic hole. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, let's, let's talk a little bit about the psychology of, of, of the stuff we, we have touched on, on it, but it is super important. I think for, for dudes to see sex without erections and, um, it, and not view it as a problem, which that's funny. Cause, the title of the episode is penis problem. <laughs> um, what do you, what do you want? What do you want people to know about their dick? I want people to be kinder to, yeah. to their dicks um, mm. and to be aware of like where our expectations come from. Um, and I would say, you know, largely porn, right. Mm. Um, and, and how we can challenge those expectations. But yeah, really just to like treat our dicks and our partner's dicks with a little bit more love. And and when there is an instance where your partner isn't getting hard um, to react with like compassion rather than frustration um, to kind of know that they're probably stepping into their own personal narrative and head and that like, um, how can you chat with them, talk with them to, to make them feel like validated and affirmed, you know? Yeah. 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 Don't, don't, don't view it as a personal failing and certainly don't view it as a failing of your partner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's just what happens. Like penises are hard and soft and hard and soft. And sometimes it comes and goes. Um, and like, yeah, that's, that's like the way they're supposed to operate. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? I think we did it. We did it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We talked about penis problems. We did. And, 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 all right. <laughs> Great. Okay. So should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Penis break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We're going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. My boner is fine. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, I was worried about it. Davey Wavy. <laughs> um, where can people find out what you're up to? What What do you want people to know? Tell us all the things. Yeah, I think if you're curious about this conversation and exploring your sexuality and maybe consuming the next evolution in gay porn to check out Himeros.tv. It's H-I-M-E-R-O-S dot TV. Awesome. Well, 
Our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on social media at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline, you can send us messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. While I'm thinking about it, do go visit the fandom that uh, Jacob started. I know that he asked at the top of the episode um, for help. So that's gayish-podcast.fandom.com. And um, yeah, help him out. Help build it out. Yeah. And then the other thing I'll say is be sure to vote in the poll. So I just added it to the community page on Facebook, uh, our annual thing where we let everybody vote on what episode they think we should revisit. So uh, if you have just a burning desire for us to go back to a topic because we fucked it up the first time. (laughs) We're not going to do it better the second time. I don't know. Hopefully you liked the conversation and wanted more of it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That's on Facebook? Facebook. Facebook group. Yep. Facebook.com slash gayish podcast. Nope. Slash groups Groups slash slash gayish podcast. podcast. Whatever. They'll find it. They'll figure it out. (laughs) Um, Should we do our gays? Yeah. Let's do a great gays straightest. Okay, great. Um, I'm happy to go first. Okay. The, uh, the the straightest thing about me this week, I think, is going to San Francisco for work all this week and then not actually making it out to the gay, gay bars to do a local gay bar review. Oh. Yeah, I just it, I just hung out with straight people the whole time. <laughs> lame. Yeah, just super lame. And then, uh, the gayest thing about me this week was running into my boss and saying, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> and then she actually goes, I really want to say hey, girl, hey, back to you. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Um, my gayest is watching Dick's the Musical. It's a movie on HBO or is, on Max. Is it about? Is it Dick? a recommendation? Like, would you like? Is it good? It was weird. It was no <laughs> okay. <not a> recommendation. <laughs> okay, okay, yes, yeah, a really that. wacky movie with <laughs> Megan Mullally and Nathan Lane and uh, Bowen Yang and. Is it? About, is it about dicks? Not really. Oh, well, that's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. That seems like a penis problem. It's, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a really out there movie. I don't know. Um, and the straightest is going to the Seattle home show. Oh. A lot of straight couples there looking for jacuzzis and indoor plumbing and, you know, whatever, whatever the fuck else they do there. Oh, straight people. Yeah. Yeah. Davey Wavy, what about you? Okay, my straightest is that I just spent seven hours stacking firewood. Yeah, and, yeah. totes mask. <laughs> my voice just like lowered even saying yeah. <laughs> Um And my gayest is I tried poppers for the first time. <gasps> yeah. How, what, you, what, what did you think? <laughs> um, I think I like thought from the way everyone talks about it that like I would do it and I would just like come. Like it would feel uh, so good. I'd just like come everywhere. And um it just kind of felt weird in my head. It was like what you're describing about the Cialis in your eyes. Like I just kind of yeah. felt it in my head. Yeah. And it was nice. Yeah. But I don't have that many brain cells left. So there's kind of like, <laughs> there's like three. And after that, I think it might be down to two. So I kind of need to let them hang in there a little bit longer. <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel comfortable asking you this, which says something. I think, <laughs> did you have anything in your butt at the time? <laughs> no, there was a. Uh. Like, cute guy like sniffing my armpit though at the oh. time and it, i kind of was like oh i wanted to be like really like close to him yeah. that felt nice but do you recommend the dick in the ass no i i, I so the people yes. that are so yeah the, the, <laughs> we, we differ on this i don't particularly care for poppers and i've never been like oh my butthole feels so relaxed now like and but a lot of people do them so they can take bigger dicks or take dicks easier and because it 
they it relaxes their hole. Yeah. Um, but that's not me. Okay, yeah. but does it make it feel better or just relaxes the hole? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> would you do them again? Yeah, yeah, I would do it again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Clean that VCR, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, Davey Wavy, thank you so much for being with us again. Always a pleasure to see you and get your insights. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks for inviting me back. Yeah. yeah. Anytime. And thank you to our Super Gap Bridgers. Thank you to Kaylee Adams, Kit Oliver, Pip, Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, John Crowley, Stephen Portio, Stilsel, Harry Shaw, Jonathan Montanez, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Cummington, Just Jamie, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, A. Coleman, Chris Catchatorians, and Jerome Bjork. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your money. Uh, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Catchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Okie dokie. I loved watching you guys go on autopilot for like those like those yeah. like, catchphrase <laughs> moments. <laughs> yeah. just, like, like I just watch the soul like escape your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>